Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to share your word. Lord, we do this in fear and trembling, Lord, and we we want that your spirit would be in this, that your spirit would be projected, Lord. We want that your people, that we all, Lord, would be into your word, understand your word, be in your spirit, Lord, and be living to please you, living to be the people that you want us to be, to be the way that you want us to be, Lord. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for this privilege to be able to come together Lord, and worship you and give you thanks, Lord, and learn your ways so that we can be good children, Lord, that would be pleasing unto you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is holiness? Holiness is defined as something or someone that is dedicated to God. Something that is someone or someone that is separated we use that word a lot separated like separated from all the junk separated from everything that doesn't please god and and that's dedicated to god and god's purposes that's that's what holy means the word sounds very religious and like i say to this world they don't like that word but what it means is something that's seriously dedicated to the things of God, to the purposes of God. So when you surrendered your life to Jesus, you were accepted by him, your sins were erased, and you received the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, somewhere it says that it was asleep, it woke up, boom, okay, now you are within the realm of, of, of where God is and how he works. Thanks to Jesus, now you can live a life of holiness. In case you didn't know that, you can. If you have accepted Jesus, and if, if, you're, if you're within the confines of being a person who is, who is converted, who is saved, you can live this life. What we can't do it is we can't do it on our own. The only way that we can do it is with the help of God and the Holy Spirit, okay? Because we have a tendency to, to say, I got that. I got this. I got No, we don't got this. The one who got this is the Holy Spirit. How many say amen? Hallelujah. Okay. He wants you to walk in holiness. Okay. This is what it's all about. This is where we need to be. And he wants this. Okay. When we are walking in holiness, our mind is functioning together with the mind of God okay we are connected with God and we're working together with God that doesn't sound like much but really that is a tremendous struggle because our mind wants to go one way and God's mind wants to take us another way so when we are walking in holiness our mind is lined up with God and we are going that way in spite or despite ourselves it is a struggle it is a struggle we love what God loves, we hate what God hates, okay? We love what God loves, we hate what God hates. And that's something that we have to also work at because this flesh loves stuff that God doesn't like. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that means. Anyway, and we measure everything by the word of God. That is our, that's our textbook, that's our manual that's what we live by. We live by the world, the word of God. Um, you know, and, and, and God does speak to us, 
But we need to be a little bit careful with that because the devil speaks and the demon speaks and your own mind speaks. So where you're safe is with the word of God. So we've got a bunch of scriptures today. Okay, Colossians 3, 12 to 15 reveals to us a little bit about what God is like, about how he thinks and how he wants us to be. Therefore, as the elect of God, oh, that sounds fancy, right? We are the elect of God. He chose us and we chose him. Holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Okay. We have voluntarily chosen to be separated to serve the Lord. <clears throat> Another way that impressed me when I was a young Christian, I heard a message and they spoke about how before we were slaves to the devil. We, were, we, we didn't even know it, but we were his slaves. We were doing whatever he wanted. So now we're no longer slaves of the devil. But what we're doing is we just signed up to be a slave of Jesus. That's, that's what we are now. But we're like, we're a love slave, okay? We're a love slave of Jesus, okay? We're, we're a slave of Jesus because we love him and we want to do his will. This we've done voluntarily. Okay, this separation from the world and from everything that doesn't please God gives shape to our attitude in life. Okay, in music, we talk about attitude, you know, that attitude. Well, we need to have an attitude in Christ. And what it is, is an attitude toward him, toward everything that he is, toward everything that he desires of us. And we don't have this totally under control. And we're going to spend our whole life working on getting that, you know, that attitude is going to help us to get where God wants us to be. We don't no longer walk like the people that don't know the Lord. Hello, we do not walk like the people that don't know the Lord. We are different. To them, we are weird. Every day, we look weirder and weirder to them. But we're not to walk like them. Rather, we live, as it says in 1 John 2, 6, which we read before. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So we're not walking the way people walk in this world. We're walking as Jesus walked. And look at this. Jesus looked weird in his time and we look weird now. It's different. We are different. We need to understand that. So, you know, we try to kind of fit in and not seem too weird, but we need to understand that we are weird. We're different. We're different from them, and we're not going to be able to be like them all the time. And more and more, I'm learning that, you know what? There's no time. You know, a lot of times this ends in like a confrontation. This ends like we're, we have to get to that difficult moment where, you know what? That's not me. That's not for me. You know, and, and we need to stand on that 
and, and be clear. Because otherwise, before we know it, they'll be converting us to them and we won't be converting them to Jesus. Amen? So we need to walk as he walked. And how did Jesus walk? Let's go to Colossians 3, 12 and 13. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. A lot of people have problems with this thing of forgiveness. We need to love. We need to love. We need to learn to forgive. Now, if you forgive someone, it doesn't mean that you're going to jump in bed with them. You're going to forgive them. You're going to pray for them. You're going to wish them the best, but you're going to forgive them. You're going to give that problem over to the Lord. It's not, you know, the, the Bible says vengeance is of the Lord. So I give that person to the Lord. Let the Lord handle it. Jesus walked in these attitudes. So how can we walk in these attitudes? Let's go back to Colossians 3, 14. But of all, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. How do we do this? It says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And what is the, what is the advantage of putting on the attitude of love? What's the advantage of that? The benefit is that we will have a peace in our hearts that only Jesus can give us. Okay? So when we walk in the ways of the Lord, when we think like the Lord, when we act like the Lord, we are going to have peace. Now, just to make a little parenthesis here, I don't know about you, but like in my Christian life, there are, there are moments where you're going along and something will come up and either you'll say something or you'll do something and like the peace button goes off and you don't feel peace about it. I don't know about you, but when that happens, I stop. I stop. I try to think, what am I doing? What's going on here? Why don't I feel peace? And what I have found is good for me is sometimes you cannot actually solve the decision in that moment. Sometimes you really don't know the answer in that moment. But I have found myself in a position where I've had to tell, like, you know, like something about business, about, you know, serious stuff. I will find myself where I'll have to say, time out. Um, about that, I'm going to have to sleep on that and I'll have to get back to you on it. In other words, I will not move forward if there's a lack of peace in my heart. If we give the Lord that opportunity, he will speak to you. He will show you. He will show you. And I think it's, we're showing respect for God when the Holy Spirit touches us and we say, okay, I am going to hold it and I'm going to give God and the Holy Spirit a chance to show me why I'm feeling this funny feeling that I'm feeling. And invariably, the Lord shows me something incredible that I had not seen before. So we need to, we need to, um, walk in the spirit the bible talks about walking in the spirit okay we'll have peace in our hearts we'll have peace in our hearts if we walk in love you know how it is like when you're driving people do crazy stuff and i don't know about the women but and i think the women are just as bad or if not worse than us sometimes you know but when somebody does a crazy move these 
evil things come up in us, you know? Like you want to rip the guy's head off, you know, and stuff like that. Well, we need to, Lord, love that person. <laughs> you know, because if that guy keeps driving like that, he's going to kill some little old lady, and then he's going to really feel bad, you know? So we need to be, be in love. And when we act in love, the Lord is going to give us peace in our hearts. Let's continue. In Colossians 3, 16 to 17, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So this little part here in, in Colossians three sixteen to 17 sounds to me like church because it says singing hymns and encouraging one another. So, okay, how can I be a person who lives in holiness? Well, the Lord does tell us, he commands us to be in church. This is so important to our spiritual life. You guys are so important to my spiritual life. See, because if I was just locked in my house all the time or just doing my own thing without being connected to this, then my own head and all the junk that goes on in there would be what's controlling me. By being here, by receiving the word, by sharing with all you guys, you know, that all, that all, the blood of Christ flows through all of us. So <clears throat> I see here singing psalms, spiritual songs, singing, you know, with grace in your hearts and the Lord. I, I see here that it's kind of talking about us not forgetting the dimension of being connected to the body of Christ. That's something that's going to feed the good part of us that's going to help us be, uh, be a person who lives in holiness. So when we pray regularly, when we study the word, what we are reading and what we're digging into in the word of God is not just words. I want you to know that the word of God is actually God. It's God speaking to us. It's his love letter to us. His love letter to us. I mean, he gave that to us, giving us the most important things that we need to know to be able to, to exist as believers and as Christians. The Bible is literally God, and it'll be alive in our hearts, and it will have an enormous effect on your actions. Okay? In what is a man, we talk about what is it? Thoughts, words, and actions. Thoughts, words, and actions. All of those things are connected. Your thoughts are going to influence your words. Your words and your thoughts are going to influence your actions. If you're feeding your mind with the word of God, feeding your mind with the word of God, then that's going to become part of you. We need to be connected to the word of God. We need that word to be alive. We need it to be alive. You know, that, that's, that's very, very important. When we study the word and we pray and we sing and we cry in the presence of God. Does that ever happen to you? Like you're in church and it could be a song or it could be something that somebody says. And, all of a sudden you kind of tear up, you know. We need to be involved to that extent. We need 
to be a part of this. We're not spending an hour and a half here just because I have to do this. No, we need to be a part of this. So when we study the word and we pray and we sing and we cry in the presence of the Lord and we give thanks to God in gratitude for his salvation, you know, when I look at myself and I look at all that God has promised me and given me, I feel like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I don't even know why you're messing with me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to me. Hallelujah. I love you. I'm so thankful. All of this will come from a heart which have been touched and transformed by the love of God. You want God to transform you, okay? You want God to transform you. To transform you into the person that he wants you to be. That's where we need to go. That's where we need to go. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to do. And the car and the babies and school and, and work and all that stuff. But while all that's going on and as we're taking care of all that, we want to live, kind of live in, in God's kingdom, in our inner life, in our inner man. Amen. Paul says that everything we do should be done in the name of Jesus. That's what Paul says. If I'm about to do something that cannot be done in the name of Jesus, then I really got to be seriously asking myself, what am I doing here? Should I be doing this? If something cannot be done in the name of Jesus, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Okay? Now, if what you're doing is going to become, is going to bring shame, you know, we need to think about these things. People say, don't be such a fanatic. You know, it's not such a big... No, everything is a big deal. Every little point is important. <laughs> Every little point is important. Have you noticed how the bishop is with his nieces? Every little point is important. Every little point is important. Don't do it. Now, if what you're doing is going to bring glory to the name of Jesus, by all means, do that. In the name of, of the Lord, the name of Jesus, whatever is going to bring glory to the Lord, that we want to do. But if, if something is not going to bring glory to God, then we don't want to be there. And it's going to seem weird to some people, but we need to be able to do like the policeman. Whoa, stop right there. No, no, that's not me. That's not me. Amen. You do whatever you think, but that's not me. Amen. In the, the name of Jesus. So let's continue. What does a life of holiness look like? So what do those people in the world think a life of holiness looks like? <laughs> yeah, right? No, but we know that's not it. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with if I think I'm better than you or worse than you. Forget about that. I'm not thinking about you. I'm trying to just get it right for myself in the presence of, Lord, of the Lord, you know? Okay, let's look again at 1 John 2, 3 to 5. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments he who says i know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him but whoever keeps his word truly the love of god is perfected in him by this we know that we are in him the life of holiness you ready the life of holiness can be reduced to one word and that word is obedience. Let that sink in. <laughs> Basically, it comes down to obedience. I'm 
I'm in the Old Testament. When I see all the, the stuff that the Lord talks to Moses to tell the people, he covers everything that you can think of. There's so much there. So what I see is that God, he is the king. He is the boss. He's, he's the chief. He said what's going to be done, and then it's up to us to just follow that. And if we do, everything is going to be fine. And if we don't, it's going to get ugly, okay? We demonstrate our love for God when we are obedient to his word. We demonstrate our love for God when we are obedient to his word. How do you know if somebody loves God if they obey his word? It's not if they get all emotional and no, 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 no. Do they do? That's why you can't buy, you can't go by what people talk, by what people say. You know, uh, the bishops a lot of time talks about, you know, somebody you'll see on YouTube or whatever, and they're preaching up a storm. But you really need to see that person's life to know if what they're bringing forth has value, Okay. So we, just, we demonstrate our love for God when we are obedient to his word. That's how we know that we are in him. Obedience to God's word. There it is. The person who is desiring to walk in holiness will always do everything they can to flee, run from sin, run from sin, and they will be obedient to all of God's commands. Okay? The person who really loves the Lord, who wants to live a life of obedience, will always do everything they can to flee, run from everything that is sin, and do everything in their power to obey God's word. Okay, this is simple. Romans 7.22 says, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Inward man, the new man. And you know that we were whoever you are and then you're born again and that's the new birth the new man so we have the new man who we're trying to feed we're trying to develop we're trying to strengthen that new man up and the old man is around he's around he's around the old you is there the old you is there and then usually when things get ugly when things get bad when things get difficult the old man wants to pop out so it says here that he delights in the law of the lord according to the inward man we need to feed that new guy we need to feed the new man we need to feed the new man because the old man was there for a long time and um he's always going to want to pop out okay and it says here the law of god the law of God is what's going to transform us, what's going to clean us. The law is like water. It washes us, okay? So we need to find a way to get into the law, okay? The person who wants to live in holiness wants to be transformed by God's Holy Spirit into the person that God wants you to be, okay? I'm willing. I'm here. Lord, I want you to transform me into the person that you want me to be. That can be a little difficult because we have a tendency to want to be the way that we are. But that's not me. That's not me. I am this way. I like this. I like that. Forget it. Unfortunately, that's not it. That's not it here. No. It's his way or the highway. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I know most of you are believers, but I know the people that are not believers don't like that. Don't like that, but that's really where, the way it is. It's God's way or forget it, okay? We want to be transformed into what God wants us to be, right? So a lot of times, you know, a lot of times there are things about us that we kind of like. And God, why can't you let me? No, no, no. We need to be the way God wants us to be. Okay, this is a really important scripture. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It has an old word, beseech, beseech. That's kind of like, like I beg you, or, you know. I beseech you, therefore. I beseech you. Look, I'm begging you. I'm, 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 all right. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here it is. Paul is saying, Romans, you know, don't be the way the world is. Give your body up. Give it up. Give it to God and let him transform you into the way that he wants you to be. This is what we're, this is what we're all struggling. And again, and 1 John 2, 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. You love the Lord. If you're of the Lord, you're going to be every day a little bit more like Jesus. You're going to walk like he walked. He is the example. We say, and what is a man? He is the example of the perfect man. The example that we need to follow. And we go to Galatians 5, 22, 23. Okay, this is so we can see where we're going here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. So, if you are in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, these are the things that are, that God, the direction that God wants us to walk in. If you're walking in that direction and you're not walking in your own old-fashioned selfishness, we are selfish, okay? We are selfish. We we don't we don't tend to love we want things the way we want them but so if you put your selfishness aside and you live in joy peace suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control then you won't be getting tickets parking tickets speeding tickets it says it says against such there is no law you know what i mean there won't be any cops stopping you on the road you know you're not going to be getting tickets okay <laughs> omar's back there <laughs> he knows what i'm talking about <laughs> we don't want to be getting tickets in our spiritual walk amen and this is the fruit of the spirit love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control so guys relax i often tell people you're burning too many btus that's that's what an air conditioner does btus you know we need to whew, 
walk in love because that selfish thing in us oh my god it's 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 a killer it's a killer the person who truly desires to live in holiness will learn to go against and deny their own selfish desires that are not pleasing to God it's a struggle you got to go against some stuff that's inside of you you got to deny that and they will deposit their carnal lusts into God's hands where they will be controlled by the Holy Spirit all that creak piece cranky crazy stuff that's in your mind and in your head and your heart give it to the Holy Spirit you can't deal with that the Holy Ghost will deal with that and it's there come on let's be honest it's there and that person will dedicate themselves daily to doing only what is within the will of God for their lives okay this is a daily struggle that we all go through daily struggle that we all go through and you know when we need to be most careful I noticed in my life and in other people's lives when things have gone really really well that's when we have to be on guard be on guard we can let down our guard okay we got a lot of law enforcement people here you know like when you're fighting you know what i mean like you did a few good moves right but if you let that guard down oh there it comes right we cannot let our guard down especially when a few things that we did came out good we did a few good things yeah i'm really a holy guy you know i really got this together watch it watch it we need to deny and come against anything in us that doesn't line up with God's desires for my life. And one of those things is pride. Look out. Look out. Don't think I got it. Never think I got it. No. God's got it. Got it. The Holy Spirit's got it. I'm, I'm standing thanks to the love of God because he loves me so much. He's so good to me. Amen. We're going to go to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4 three to seven yes for this is the will of God your sanctification what is the will of God that you would be sanctified that you should abstain oh my God that you should abstain from sexual immorality that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel guys that means you're gonna be with your own wife not with somebody else's wife okay that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. And gals, you're going to be with your own, your own husband also. In sanctification and honor. Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also forewarned you and testified for God did not call us to uncleanness but to holiness so a lot of stuff here that sometimes we don't even want to talk about this stuff you know what I mean but it's there you know there's a lot of all kinds of stuff look at I'm, I'm starting to sweat here okay be fun okay God didn't call us to play dirty God didn't call us to play dirty. That's what he's saying there. Or to be talking garbage about other people, either in person or on Facebook. Hello. Nor to be dishonest, nor to give ourselves over to lust, 
nor to be impure or to live immoral lives. Okay? You, you think, well, yeah, of course, pastor, of course. Yeah, of course. But people are falling in this stuff every minute. People right here, right here today are involved in these things. You know who you are, okay? God didn't call us to be there. And we don't have to be there. Yes, we've all been called to a life of holiness. Separated from sin to humbly serve God. You know? If, if, if things are going well for you, don't get proud. If you're doing good, thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Because the devil, the devil is real. And if you're not standing on the right principles, if you don't have the right attitude, the devil will have you dancing the boogaloo on your head and you won't even realize it. That's how it is. We need to be led by God, by his Holy Spirit, not by our own mind. So we need to be humble. Separated from sin to humbly serve God and we are called to keep our hearts clean and that our actions would be based on our love for the Lord. I know this is all very simple and basic, but we need to have that basic foundation in place. Amen? If we will allow him, he himself will help us and guide us. He will help us and guide us. You would be amazed. He is there for that. All he's doing with his arms open, is he's waiting for us to come to him. And he's just dying to be there and help us to live lives separated from sin and dedicated completely to him. Now, here's another thing, which I spoke about this last week. Jesus is coming soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. That's an oldie, right? <laughs> Andre Crouch. The Lord is coming very soon. Look at the way life is going. Look at what's happening all over the place. There's something called a rapture. I was thinking about it today. Jesus is coming back. It says he's coming in the clouds. And there's going to be a trumpet. Uh, an angel. Looks something like Geraldo, you know. Plays that trumpet. And the Lord's going to call our name. And so if you're a child of God that's been living the right way, you are going to hear that. And then, I think it was Star Trek. They ripped that off from the Bible. We're going to be snatched up. Sounds like a movie. But it's the truth of the Bible. Okay. And Jesus is coming back for his children, for his people, his sons and daughters. And it says that, those who died in Christ from way back, they're going to get snatched up first. And I was talking last week about, well, what about, what about if the guy got eaten up by a shark, huh? What about that, huh? That's kind of ugly when you think about it, right? Well, it's going to come back together. And it says that we're going to be transformed into perfect 
spiritual bodies like the angels, like Christ. This is a big thing that's going to happen, but there's just one little detail there. It's for those who have been living, really getting ready for that. And then the question is, okay, what about if you weren't ready? For that? Okay, that's another teaching for another day. <laughs> there's always, God always has stuff, but I don't know about you. I want the best that God has for me. I want to go in the first train, in the first plane, right? The first flight. Amen. The rapture. The rapture could be at any, at any moment. Jesus could come back for us at any moment. So forget about money. Forget about fame. Forget about, you know, okay, we got to do all those things. We got to eat. We got to put food on the table. We got to do blah, 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 blah. But we need, that's, that's the priority because that's going to determine where you're going to be for the rest of eternity. Hello. And the thing is that Jesus is coming for this, for these, for this, these people who really lived the life of holiness because it says that he, we're going to rule and reign with him. So other stuff is going to be happening. There's going to be other people, I don't know, planets, stuff, a lot of stuff to do. And according to the Bible, we're going to rule and reign with him. And we cannot have people who don't have it together ruling and reigning with Jesus. You understand? So, uh, in case you forgot, Jesus is coming soon to catch up those who are prepared for his coming. And that could happen at any moment. At any moment now. You know, I know the apostles thought it was going to happen at their time. We don't know when it is. The Bible says that only the Father knows. Only the Father knows when it is. But we want to be ready for that. You know, it would be fantastic to be alive when Jesus comes, right? We don't have to die. That would be great, you know. But those who died are going to be the first ones that are going to be caught up with him. Because as you know, this body is just a shell. The real you is, is the spiritual one, okay? Okay. Now, to go on. 1 Peter 1, 14 to 16 says, As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So what I, what I see here is he's saying, Look, guys, I never change. I'm never going to say something and not do that. I will always be there for you. I will always protect you. I will always provide for you. I am constant. You can count on me. That's guaranteed. I am this way, and I want you to be the same way. Be holy, for I am holy. That's what God wants of us. That's what God wants of us. And those people that have walked in that direction are the ones that God is going to take up when he comes to rule and reign with him. If you have a business that's worth millions of dollars, you don't want some jerk running it. You know how fast you could lose all everything you have? You see, we're going to be an important, you're very important to God. God wants to do big things with you, important things with you. So we need to walk the right way, correctly. Be holy for I am holy. 
before coming to God you didn't know what God wanted you to do but now that you've surrendered yourself to Jesus leadership he's calling you to live a life of holiness separated unto him different different we're different in everything that we do from people that don't know the Lord all of our the reason why we do things the way we do things is different from people who don't know the Lord and we're going to stand out and we're going to look a little weird to them but we have to know who we are where we're standing and where we're going and why we're doing what we're doing we're doing it because we're doing it God's way why because he said so that's it <laughs> that's what it comes down okay but let's look now at Titus chapter 2 verses 1 to 8 Titus chapter 2, 1 to 8. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. That the older man be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine showing integrity reverence incorruptibility sound speech that cannot be condemned that one who is an opponent may be ashamed having nothing evil to say of you so in this in these eight verses in titus nobody is left out everybody is covered look at this it says that the older men should be in control of themselves showing moderation and self-respect self-restraint that they should be worthy to be respected it's talking here to older men <laughs> i was at a church one time when one of the one of the ushers was a dirty old man <laughs> yeah he was very inappropriate that guy you know so here it's telling the older men hey be in such a way that you would be respected this is no joking around everybody is in this of course we we respect and we honor older people but an older person has to live in a way to be respected okay many times we demand respect of the younger men but this scripture even asks the, the older men that they be worthy of being respected. Now, and that's about the older women. It says they have to live their lives in a way that the younger women can see by their example what a life of holiness is. This is so important. We learn that over and over and over in this church that, you know, someone who's new in the Lord or a child we learn from the example of those who are up there who are supposed to be uh, 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 more experienced than us so the older women have to be an example to the younger women so the younger women can get a picture of oh 
what am I aiming at? What kind of a woman am I, do I want to be? Okay, now what are the virtues of a life of a holiness? Okay, here it is. The basic foundation of holiness is self-control, which God gives us that. Self-control. That, that is one of the basic points of holiness. I don't go with the wind. I don't go with what everybody's doing. No, no, I have self-control. I am guided by the word of God, and I have self-control. Moderation. To be firm in the faith. Not to be talking garbage about others. The Bible talks a lot about that. Gossip and talking garbage. Not to be addicted to anything but to God. Amen? Not to be addicted to anything but to God. To love God, love others the way God loves. Love others the way God loves. And to persevere in Christ. To persevere in Christ. All of these attitudes, all these virtues are born in our attitude. We have to have the attitude of holiness. The attitude of willingness to do things that God says and do them the way he says them. Okay? And then they're going to be seen in our actions. Okay. So stay with me. We're going to be finishing up soon. What does a life without holiness look like okay a life of holiness is revealed in the manner in which we live a person who is living a life of holiness is going to be living in a certain way and we're going to be able to see that the way that we conduct ourselves our actions the things that we do okay Walking in the light of God means walking by the Spirit of God and not walking by our sinful nature. You can, you, can, you can observe a person and you can see if that person is moving by the will of God and what God wants and what they've learned and what they believe about the Word or if they're just doing whatever the heck they want to do. You can, you can see the difference in that. Anybody can see that very quickly. We live by God's will, God's word, and not by following our sinful nature. So if we look at what the life of holiness does look like, then we'll be able to understand what the life of holiness doesn't look like. Okay. This is heavy stuff. Okay. Paul speaks to us very clearly and forcefully in Galatians 5, 16 to 21. Galatians 5, 16 to 21. This is, this is a very famous chapter. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Ready? Here we go. Verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, 
just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. I think uh, we knew most of that stuff, but it's good to hear it every once in a while. All of that is not good, not pleasing to God. It's important that we understand that there is a constant internal battle, a constant internal battle between the Spirit of God and our own selfish desires. God in the Word, in the messages, in everything that has to do with the things of God in the church, God is telling us what He wants, the positives, and there's stuff in us. There are certain things, everybody's different, and in different ways we want to pull away and we want to do things that are not, you know, our desire is to do something that goes against those things that God wants of us. Okay, so we see again what Paul says in 5, 18 to 21. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There it is. Those are the things that we need to definitely work on and let, let those things come between our relationship with God. We want to please the Lord. We don't want to do what we want to do if that is going to come between me and God. Well, today God is calling you to a life of holiness. Today God is calling you to a life of holiness. And I'm asking you to take a good look at your life and look at, uh, take a good look at Jesus' life. And I'm praying that you would ask Jesus to help you to look at your own life and study your life and see what do I need to tweak here? What do I need to work on? work on so that I could be more in that path of holiness. To the people of the world, it sounds corny, but we're understanding, I think, a little bit better what that means. I want to be separated for God. I don't want to be like the people of the world because I came from there and I'm not that anymore. Now I am a child of God. Help Jesus, help me to examine my life. Are you living according to your own selfish and sinful nature or are you walking as Jesus walked. It's so easy to get off the trail. That's why we need to study ourselves all the time. I remember uh, Pastor David Marrero. He's a spiritual father. And he always used to tell me, we need to daily sit down and check. Look at everything that's going on in our lives and see, Lord, am I walking with you? Is there anything in my life that is not pleasing to you? Show me so that I can get down and correct it. Today, I want to call you to a life of holiness with God. That's not corny. That's not proud. No, no. This is not better or worse than anybody else. This is between each one of us with God. How do you begin to walk in holiness? We're going to finish up now. Okay, first thing is we need, to, we need to have the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to accept Jesus as our Savior. Amen? We need to be in the pot. We need to be in the pot. Accept Jesus. Open up our life. Ask him to be our God. 
ask him to be our God, hand our life over to him. And then the first thing we do is we obey. The first thing we need to obey is get baptized, baptized in water. That's what Jesus says. And that's what we do. Amen. We have baptisms here all the time. Amen. We need to receive the Lord and get baptized. Nobody can walk in the spirit if you don't have the spirit of God. We need to make that entry into the Christian life by receiving Jesus as our Savior. And then for the person who has already received Jesus and already been baptized and born of the water and the Spirit. Okay. And for all of us, life of holiness begins with repentance. Repentance. We sin all the time. We sin most of the time knowing it. <laughs> most of the time we just do it you know but sometimes we sin without even realizing it well, we, we need to realize that we are sinners that we do sin and when we sin we need to repent and come to God and talk it through with him and ask him for forgiveness we can't just leave that there that's we need to clear the table we need to clear the air we need to repent and get those things cleared up with God and make that firm commitment, Lord, I realize I did this. I'm not going to do it again. Please forgive me. Get this out of my life and help me not to do this ever again. Amen. Confess to God all of the things which you have allowed to enter into your life that come between you and your relationship with Jesus. We need to have a heart that is repentant, humble, that we're willing to do that. Get us far away from anything in your life that has to do with darkness or sin or anything that is not pleasing to God. Get away from there. Don't be like, no, no, I can deal with this. No, just let's not, not be anywhere near anything that is not of God. It's the safest, best way to be. Amen. We cannot be playing games anymore. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Beloved, I love you all from the bottom of my heart. And I'm, I'm talking about this. I know to a lot of people it seems corny. Well, I talk about holiness. But I think it is so important. I think it's where God wants us to be. And it can mean everything for our eternity. For our eternity. We want the best that God has for us. And we want to be where he wants us to be. We can't take this lightly. Now, let's all stand. Just a minute, real quick. And, um, you, know, you know, like I was saying, there are things about the Bible that we just cannot... <laughs> it's, it, you can't be nicey-nicey. It is what it is, you know. It is what it is. So we're going to end it with this scripture. It's a strong word, but it's the truth, and it's God talking to us today. Okay, if you add up everything that we've spoken about today, here's what it comes down to. Hebrews 12, 14. Purpose, peace with all people. You know, try to be at peace with all people. And holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. We need to look for peace, be at peace with everyone. We need to be at peace with everyone. We need to get everything on the table, get everything straightened out with everybody, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Even when we sin, we got to talk to God about it, get everything cleared up. And then we need to walk in holiness because it says that without holiness, no one is going to see God. Amen. I love you all. And I know that we're all going to be up there doing that 
holy dance, amen, when the Lord calls us, amen. So let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, this day we come before you. And we thank you for this word, for these scriptures and everything you've spoken to us. Help us, Lord, to be introspective, that we could look at ourselves, Lord, that we could study ourselves every day, Lord, and make sure that we're not letting anything come in between our relationship with you. We thank you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for your salvation, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, for your loving kindness, Lord. And I just ask today that this word would be a reality to every one of us, that we could take it seriously, that we would not forget it, Lord, that we could make a conscious effort to apply this to our lives, that we could just be very, very careful as we go along, Lord. We, we rebuke the works of the devil, Lord, and the way he comes against us, and the way he tries to uh, uh, deceive us, Lord, and the way he tries to trap us, Lord. We just ask that your, your spirit would speak to us, would guide us and help us to avoid all the traps that the devil lays out for us, Lord. Help us to be humbly in your presence, looking at you, walking at you, toward you, and doing everything we can to live in a way that pleases you. And we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. The people said... Amen. Love you. God bless you. Amen.